Hey, Liz, can you grab me that Ushanka? I need to fill it up with a couple things. You got it, Rick. What are you doing right now? I'm writing my topics for the Ushanka. Cool, you got some too? Yes, I do. This is great. All right, Liz, you ready to go? Let's do this. Or do I have to say we're hanging? <laughs> yes, you know the rules. Just read read, read the script sorry, right in front sorry, of you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Liz, you know, I, I think I should start the show on a real positive note. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't always do that, you know, but um, I have much to be happy for. And I, I owe you a thank you. I think in the last show, I remarked about how um, one of my kids had a birthday party a half hour away, mm-hmm. which necessitated two one hour round trips to bookend a two hour affair, which necessitates that you would stay in the area right. maybe and do make work like i guess i'll do some i guess i need to go to Coles, you know or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know you're hosting a birthday party for one of your kids mm-hmm. my daughter is going yes and it's at your house it is it is good old-fashioned con- at your house birthday party convenient seven minutes away for you mm-hmm. so yeah i know i've had a bunch of those birthday parties where it's like a half a good half hour drive and I've tried to coordinate carpools mm-hmm. so I'm happy to take the bullet on the front end if someone else can do it on the back end um, but there are times when I haven't been able to to do that so I'll find like a Starbucks and read a book or something like that but it does it eats, it eats up your entire day yeah yeah you know I always say there's a place in hell for the parent <laughs> that sets up a birthday party on a Sunday afternoon during football season that's yes. a, that's a whole other mm-hmm. that's an eighth layer yep. I think of Anyway, let's keep it a positive. Yes, keep, keep it, it a positive. positive. <laughs> um, well, you know, we, we, you and I are the kind of people that get things on our minds and we just kind of talk about it, yep. right? Hence, therefore, this podcast. So um, we threw a couple of our, our ideas that have been rattling around in our head into the Oshanka. Want mm-hmm. to just get into that? Yes, definitely. Okay. You know, that little jingle doesn't get old. I, I like it. Mike, it's groovy. Mike whipped that up in like five minutes. Did he? Yeah. That's talent. Natural talent. Yeah. That Michael. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Ashanka, Ashanka is over right. to you. Let's see, listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Messed up wording by kids that makes sense? Yeah. Hmm. All yeah. right, Rick, do tell. Okay. Well, if you're a parent or if you recall back to like toddler times when mm-hmm. when the vocabulary is just all kinds of botched up. Yep. Your preschoolers they're they're putting on their first their their pack pack for the first mm-hmm. day of school, you know. Those kind of things. Um my daughter, I just came back from Chicago with my son on a little father-son venture to go see Sue, the big T-Rex. Oh yeah. At the museum there. And my daughter, in the meantime, was at Girl Scout camp, and she wanted to show me how she learned to shred water. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, like when I was in Boy Scout camp, they taught us how to tread water. Right. But the Girl Scouts, they're, they they took it to a whole new level. They're, like an Edward Scissorhands type of Yeah, you got to see it. They're shredding the water. <laughs> Literally, it's That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I remember when Avery was a toddler, she went through this phase where she was saying her K's as T's just for fun. Mm-hmm. And we have um, a bingo game that's Hello Kitty Bingo, which was called Hello Titty Bingo for a number of months. There you go. There you go. That's great. <laughs> it's a whole different kind of bingo game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, we just we just say that in the in the house, right? right? Yeah. We only play that game here. Okay, mm-hmm. that doesn't leave the house. Um, well, back to um, now. I wouldn't. I won't defend my daughter mm-hmm. in her. Uh, I kept saying, "No, you're treading." She's mm-hmm. like, "No, I'm pretty sure it's, it's treading." Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. You know, like you don't argue. It's like, right. okay. It's just, you she'll sh- figure it out at some point. To- totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, when my son and I were, do- you know, we we put a lot of um, miles on our shoes, right? Mm-hmm. We walked all over the place. And a lot of times we would share a bottle of water or something. And I would like to introduce the term the glug oh. as a unit of measure. Because there's no, in this certain situation... There's no better term for, you know, how much can you have mm-hmm. to an eight-year-old kid processing that? You don't say, oh, how about three ounces? Right. right. It's, you can have four glugs. That's actually perfect because mm-hmm. that's the sound they're making is yeah. they're chugging mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. they're drinking. Yeah, a mouthful, yeah, right? That's perfect. Glug. I love it. So Scuttlebuds, take that and run with mm-hmm. it, okay? Hashtag that. I want the t-shirts. Let's go. Is that going to be the Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year next year? Glug. You know what? I, I would love it. <laughs> If I could get an urban dictionary. Oh, yeah. Even better. Glug is a unit of measure. Mm-hmm. It's when more than one person is sharing a drinking vessel. Yep. How do you parcel that out fairly? Everyone gets six glugs. Right. And then we'll reevaluate how much is left. But it's a good idea. <laughs> it is a good idea. I like it. Thanks. Makes it fair. Thanks. All right. I mean, <laughs> someone could say sips, but No, boring. my kids don't sip. They yeah. definitely glug. You're right. We're not having tea with the queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, why don't you pick another All one? All right, let's see what we have. Oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. All right, even though I know you put this one in, mm-hmm. I love Dr. Pimple Popper. So tell great, me why. Great, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So I'm excited that you're so, you know, you, you, you have a hot take. Completely. Let me just say that again. It sounded like I was having a seizure. <laughs> you're having a hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Dr. Pimple Popper. You definitely love that show. Mm-hmm. So... I'm ambivalent about it, but I do find like I, I could see an argument for both sides of this. But um, as the kids are getting stay up till nine o'clock, yeah. you know, in the summer hours and, and TV time is being extended a little bit. They were looking for something to watch together as a family. Uh, you know, well, I guess it was on. The kids came in and she talked to them, said kind of grow, warn them needles, mm-hmm. that stuff. The kids fell in love with it. Oh, my God. Well, it's just absolutely disgusting. Mm. It's one of those, like, you know, like a car accident. It's so awful. You can't look away. And it's just fascinating that they're, like, these people, these poor people living Mm -hmm. out there with basically all of these things growing off of their body. And she literally, I think, changes people. Not to be dramatic. I do Mm -hmm. think she changes people's lives. Oh, that's not being dramatic. I think that's kind of the... uh, the crux of the show in the sense that they all ha- all the people that go on the show, mm-hmm. I've noticed, have been sort of swept aside or neglected by the doctor. Yes. Uh, because probably of their socioeconomic mm-hmm. status, they don't have insurance. Yep. 
So, you know, you let me just convince you to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that's why there's a lot of tears and stuff. And these people get the, this opportunity and that's what she's doing. That's kind of nice because you actually like all these people yes. and, and you have some empathy for their stories. Absolutely. Um, I'm just, sh- but also, so did they get grossed out at any point? No, they find it really like, interesting, okay. which, hey, you know, maybe medical science is down right. the road. Like you, you've shown that you've got a gut for this right not everybody you're not squeamish or yeah i know it is hard to find the older the kids get and to your point the later they stay up what Mm -hmm. is appropriate family television viewing that's not going to make you and leslie sit there and cringe with like a laugh track but that's appropriate for rosie and charlie we do a lot of like discovery channel stuff like um life below zero is a good one Mm -hmm. where it follows these people in alaska as they're you know trying to survive these harsh conditions. But there's this one woman who's been on this show for a number of years. And I tell you, if there is ever a zombie apocalypse, this woman I'm following to the ends of the earth, she is gangster level survival skills. Yeah. Uh, Her name's Sue. But she's been on this show for years and years and years. She makes the highest amount of money out of the people that have been on this. So she's gone from being Sue living in this wood cabin I built by myself in the middle of nowhere to like, She's got a super nice pad like in Juno or something now too. So, you know, I mean, right. this has changed people's lives who hunted for their food because that's all they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a pretty fascinating show to see how these people live and what they do to survive. Okay, I guess I have <laughs> to admit that this is another one. On the flip side, mm-hmm. Charlie and I have really warmed up to Naked and Afraid. Oh, yeah. That is that is a staple in the did, Daily House too. <laughs> did, did, we, did we talk about no. this? No. Yeah. Uh, you know, first of all, it's let's laugh about the butts. Completely. You know? No one has a good-looking butt on that show. No. You'd think like, these people are in reasonably good shape, but they all have saggy butts. Yeah. They're all real, real, mm-hmm. real genuine people. Yep. Ordinary, just come as you are, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, t- so you did your kind of wilderness exploration in Moab, right? Like, mm-hmm. would you ever do any, like, would you willingly put yourself in the middle of a jungle with bugs, like, would you go to that extreme? I see these contestants suffering from mm-hmm. night one with the bug mm-hmm. bites. One guy was counting, he counted seven bug bites on the head of his penis oh. Oh. On, on morning two. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like, just, they're all, they all almost die. After you watch that episode and you're a guy, mm-hmm. what, who's signing up for that right. show? <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. give me a bug net. You know, yes. Like then, yes, I'm mm-hmm. in. You yeah, know. but yeah, having like just your whole self exposed and not knowing what could happen to very delicate parts of your body, I I'm know. tapping out. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It weird. And, and these people like they have to use body heat. Yes. You know, like and it's man, woman, complete strangers, mm-hmm. married people, like just yeah. weird. At that point, uh, survival instinct kicks in, and you're gross and smelly, and there's got to be nothing sexually attractive about either person at that point. Yeah. Ugh. It is hmm. weird. Hmm. On that note. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, all right. Should we see what's next? <laughs> sure. All right. So, this one's mine. Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. So, we've talked a lot of, on this podcast about, you know, spoiling our kids and are we spoiling them too much and immediate gratification, that type of society we live in. So, yeah. last weekend, Dan took the boys to the Cape to see his parents. And so, it was just Avery and I. And she asked if she could have um, a friend sleepover. So, I said, Sure. And I said, what do you, you know, what do you guys want to do for dinner? We can do whatever you want. And they wanted to have five guys. So I said, all right, that's cool. Um, I said, I'm just going to order it from Uber Eats because 
they were playing. They didn't want to leave, and I didn't want to leave them home alone to go pick it up. So, But I've never ordered from Uber Eats before, so this is my first experience with like it. Like, you're, Liz, you are at, I have to download the app stat. Like Completely, I did. That's yes, step one for you. That was step one for me. Okay, great, good. <laughs> so I do that. They ordered two cheeseburgers, two french fries, and two milkshakes. And I paid the extra $2 to have the prioritized delivery because, God forbid, my child and her friend eat a lukewarm hamburger. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, check out, you know, tip, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just guess how much the cheeseburgers, french fries, and milkshakes cost me all in. You know, I'm going to say something astronomical, <laughs> and if I hit it, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, don't, I'm not trying to steal the thunder because mm-hmm. I know it's got to be ridiculous. I is, is it something like 70 bucks? 92 dollars rick $92 two hamburgers two french fries and two milkshakes and I saw like the because it was you know tax delivery I tipped the driver and I saw the total I'm like this is ridiculous I'm like still did it you already you committed I did because I I already promised them if Mm -hmm. it wasn't a sleepover situation or or something I would have been like girls get in the car we're gonna go pick this up which would have saved me like I think 15 bucks but Mm -hmm. I was mortified mortified Yeah. yeah And I was like, this is, this is crazy. But here I'm doing it because she asked, they asked for it and I can have it delivered. So this is not an inconvenience for me or anybody else. And that kind of bugged me that I did it after I did it, you know? Buyer's remorse. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I did it only because I could. Yes. And that is probably about 65, $68 after tip, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and still feeling kind of gouged, yep. but at least there's like sixty dollars that could have gone to the food pantry, right. where one dollar can yes. provide for meals for yeah. you know. And for ninety two dollars, I mean, yeah. they could have had a much better dining experience. Yeah, like a white tablecloth <laughs> right. experience. Yes, yeah. Or to your point, we could have fed multiple families. <laughs> yeah, people that, that really need. Yeah, you know. Liz, come I on, know. needs and wants, prioritize. Yeah, and that's why okay. that's why I wanted to bring it up to get your perspective because I was like left feeling a little little icky about it afterwards yeah. like you said I did it because I could several shows ago we had um, Scott Murray on the show the volatility whiz mm-hmm. hashtag volatility yeah. whiz on Twitter <laughs> and he was talking about some businesses that just the model is set up for failure yep. like Carvana you know these these car buying flatbed mm-hmm. truck things he, he was like give it time they'll be done um and he also did this same DoorDash or Grubhub kind of thing in the experience. He got a KFC, mm-hmm. and it was an astronomical price. Right. And that that's not sustainable. I mean, it's not sustainable um, because your the, the revenue that they're generating is pretty. S- small mm-hmm. even though i paid 92 dollars for the food like yeah. so the revenue that uber eats generated off of my purchase still has to cover the driver's salary and fuel and there's just too much overhead involved oh, sure. insurance, with insurance. Right? exactly exactly so i i agree i don't see how that business model is sustainable unless the revenue generated from uber parent company offsets that you know i don't know right so now I'm talking about things I know nothing about. <laughs> God forbid we ever delve in right? a dip our toe in that pool. <laughs> we, we're experts at everything. Exactly. exactly. Uh, are there, is there anything so else? So I the, think, uh, no, we're empty. We are? We've covered, it all, covered it all. Wow. I guess that's a good week. This was a good vacation week. Just yes. kind of chill, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing major. Well, on that note, why don't we get into this idea that mm-hmm. you, you brought to our attention 
the personality hire. Mm -hmm. And you have thoughts about it, and I can't wait to hear about it. Yes. So I I had not heard of this term before until I read an article on the Huffington Post that was talking about uh, the hashtag personality hire blowing up on TikTok. And I was like, what? I've never heard of this. What is it? And whenever I see something, I, I try, to, I try to, to educate myself on things I don't know anything about. So I said, I don't know anything about this. What are they talking about? Apparently, and I couldn't figure out where this term personality hire was originally coined, but it is currently blowing up on TikTok as all of these people. And you can just, when I say people, you just picture in your mind what these people look like. Mm-hmm. They all look the same are putting these videos out on TikTok saying like, oh, I'm the personality hire at my company. And it just shows them like being goofy in a work setting or like sauntering through the door with sunglasses on and their coffee like 15 minutes late. And so it essentially, it's defined as someone who's largely hired for their personality versus their skill set to like keep things fun and energetic and bring new ideas to the group and all of that. Okay, I'm raising Mm -hmm. my hand because is this a good time to... To stop for a moment? Yes, mm-hmm. I think we can we parcel this out? Mm-hmm. I always like to break it up yes. a little bit because I have to digest this. I think the scuttlebuds are, are already scratching their head. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that the, uh, I don't want to label people, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the person who's coming in 15 minutes late with the coffee, you know, looking like Anne Hathaway in the, in the opening credits to any movie where she's <laughs> right. like the PR mm-hmm. assistant to the executive editor of some Fashion, that's right. exactly the Devil Wears Prada. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but you know that whole fumbling crossing the street? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I got, I'm juggling so much right now. Right. Like That person's kind of incompetent, right? Mm-hmm. And, and considered a slacker or like aloof. But now we're rebranding that as they are so cool. Right, they're cool. They're vital to the team because they keep spirits up they you know bring a good good vibes to the group to the group and i think you can only get away with this type of thing obviously in certain places maybe an ad agency a social media agency maybe like a startup maybe but all of these videos and i mean when i like searched hashtag personality hire on tiktok i went down this rabbit hole oh no of like, and I watched it, it again. Going back to the car wreck reference, it was exactly like that. I watched video after video after video of these people, and I literally wanted to put my fist through my phone. They're so obnoxious. And guess what? They all all these people had in common. Um, they were all twenty five year old women. Twenty five year old white people. Men and women. Men and women. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was not a person of color that to be had identifying as a personality hire and it just got me it got me thinking so I work for a large financial services organization Mm -hmm. and I've been there for almost 20 years so I started in my late 20s -hmm. have having been a young woman in a male dominated industry the last thing you want to be known for is a personality hire Uh, yeah so I don't know interesting perspective yeah it's like a gen like gen z people entering the workforce I don't know because there's such generational differences between me and them, if if they're not taking themselves seriously enough or they feel like they doesn't really matter, like, of course I'm going to get the job, or like if, like if there's not like a level of effort they need to put into, I don't know. I, it's just yeah. got me thinking. Um, and certainly, you know, 
I did so I did a little bit of research as I do like to do, Rick, as you know. So mm-hmm. just as again as a, as a woman in a male dominated industry, um, you know, thinking through having to work a little bit harder to be taken seriously throughout my career. So I looked, so I just did a little Google search about like management positions in public companies. So as of 2020, only 37% of management positions in public companies were held by women. When you get to senior management positions, that number drops to 29%. And when you get to people of color, it drops to like 11%. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, and believe me, that these personality hires, they're not my age. They're not 48 years old, you know? So yep. I guess. Recent college grads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Recent college grads. This like, is their first job. First job. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, obviously, personality does definitely go into hiring someone because you want to feel like the person you're hiring is going to gel with your team and you know all of that to a point I mean a point first of all I mean if uh, first of all it's all networking right it's like oh I know this person Mm -hmm. I'm in I'm getting an interview and uh but you have to look pretty good on paper to qualify I mean things have to align but basically if you look good on paper and if you qualify someone vouches all Mm -hmm. the better but you got the interview the interview is basically just kind of an I like like yeah you're qualified I see it I see Mm -hmm. it here you know I I I read your 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 letters of recommendation all that stuff You're, you're good can you gel with our team and that's all it is yep yep so there's that's the only but I would never say, ah, to hell with your resume. I saw your resume. Who cares? Yeah. Harvard, Schmarvard. Right. All right. I, can you tell a good joke? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and if it's, that's, you know, if you're kidding, considering yourself a personality hire or that's sort of the way you go into work every day, like that's your sort of objective, like chances are real good that if that's really like your internal brand within your company, mm-hmm. you're you're probably not going to get put in front of clients. You're probably not going to get taken, maybe taken seriously for major projects. Like I just feel pretty strongly that it's not, it's not a great way to brand yourself in an organization because eventually you're not going to be 23 anymore. You're going to be 30. And you know, what have you done sort of with that experience and that opportunity? And one of the quotes I, I saw on TikTok said, you can teach a skill, but you can't teach people to be likable which I don't think that's really a great way to approach your career that I don't have to learn or master any skills or develop any skills. Like yep. people like me, you know, I'm just a boring it guy. Right. I guess there's no point in going to that mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I volunteer to make that presentation? <laughs> <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So I just thought it was an interesting, I don't know if it's a, Seems to be a trend on TikTok. I don't know if it's a trend among Gen Z mm-hmm. first job. And again, it has to it has to be the the type of company you're working for, and also yep. the type of role that you have. I mean, yeah. I work for a twelve thousand person global organization, and in my role, I work with people in our creative services agency. So writers, designers, all of that. I also work with data scientists, and I work with coders. So. Do I think that the creative director I'm working with in the agency is going to have the same personality as the data scientist I'm working with? Absolutely not. They're all phenomenal at their job, but I'm probably going to joke around more with the creative director than I am with the data scientist. Or at least differently. Exactly. We're going to have different conversations. Data analyst, scientist, not in the, hey, let's make this catchy. Exactly. But, you know, on Mm -hmm. a personal level, just working with them. Yep. And I think that's what these personality hires are sort of, Weaving into their job description, mm-hmm. right? All those filling in the cracks with the 
casual banter at the coffee yes. maker. And- yes. Yeah, or like starting off the Monday morning Zooms, like, hey, everybody, hope you had a great weekend. You know, like, all oh that. Oh, my God, is that my background? <laughs> right, I'm so right. sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. Yeah, so I don't know if you're hanging your hat on your personalities. Probably, if any Gen Zers are listening out there and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I want to be a personality hire. It sounds really fun. I suppose, hey, for maybe 12 to 18 months, you could get away with it. But after that, you know, you should be building your career. I don't know that that's the way to go. Yeah, typically I think it's like, you know, depending on the job, but let's say 90-day onboarding process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at that point, there's a kind of an evaluation, like is this working out or not, right? right? Okay, cool, let's move on. Mm -hmm. That's a good, good time to realize that maybe it's... yeah. But I'd like to help the people that want to do that. Like, if that's just your personality, Mm -hmm. you know, where would you go? Where is the job? It's kind of like in, you know, sales. Not like pharmaceuticals. Well, pharmaceutical sales, you are, you're entertaining. You're a hot girl. Step on that pharmaceutical job. Totally. Doctors would love you. (laughs) Every, like, nine and ten that Mm -hmm. I graduated with was like, what are you doing? Farm sales, making 35, got a company car. Mm Mm-hmm. For like sure. for doing what? You just I have dinner with these people, I give them give them t-shirts. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah, Samples. the sales is great. I think any like um content creation, I mean companies are all, always looking for for content creators. So if yeah. you are someone who thinks outside of the box, you're creative, you're, you know, looking for new ways to approach things, then yep. that's a great avenue yeah, as it's well. A totally unconventional 9 to 5 yep. office setting mm-hmm. typically. Totally. So I'm not, hope is not lost for these personality hires, but they just have to channel. They're going to figure it out. Yes. They have to channel kind of what makes them personality hires into a marketable skill set. Right. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, personality hire, your personality is fucking annoying. It's been six <laughs> weeks and I've, 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 I know every trick in the book. Okay. I know your setups. Your, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, stop oh. sounding so cheery on the Monday morning Zooms. No one gives a shit. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So that was the the other thing I wanted to bring to the table and just kind of talk through because, and, th- and then when I read these articles, Rick, and I mm-hmm. get kind of incensed about the whole thing, I'm yeah. like, I'm too young to get this worked up about what the generation behind me is doing. Like, I feel like I'm turning into like a grandpa. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> let's, let's roll back the clock and mm. go back to, um, I oftentimes think about, especially in high school where I used to look at older generations Mm -hmm. and roll my eyes. And I've always been just right of center. I'm not some super Mm -hmm. progressive, but, you know, like, things have to evolve. Like, let's all admit, like, you have to evolve. Things have to keep moving on, right? And I remember in high school just looking at, like, older generations and how resistant they were to the simple things, Mm -hmm. you know? My music, my music, Nirvana, what Nirvana is shit? Are you kidding me? Right. This is this is magical. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. It just I kept saying to myself, you know what? I'm not gonna be that old guy. I guarantee. I pro- I will. I will think back to this mm-hmm. moment. I will reflect on this moment. I'm, I've internalized this, and I will. I'm promising myself I won't be the older generation looking down his nose at the younger generation because yeah. it's so counterproductive, and it's it's not encouraging it doesn't i get no buy-in i don't care i'm gonna resist them actually and and i'm a 20 year old male so there's a lot of resistance already (laughs) i'm waiting for something to resist you know 
You just gave me something. Yeah. And I don't want to turn into another plot line for one of those progressive commercials where, where like, the people turn into their parents and then the guy's, like, guiding them through all the scenarios. I mean, I love those commercials, oh. but I'm like, I don't want to be one of them. I know. I know. The other day, the other day, uh, technology doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. I had to get paper airline tickets. And I, just, <gasps> I just felt oh like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I felt like, oh, no, I'm the dad. Where's my fanny pack? Did Leslie page you on your beeper to make I sure know. you landed safely? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. No, um, uh, but that was really, it made me laugh because yeah. in that commercial, that's a, a standard example of, mm-hmm. you know. Totally, totally. Where we park, you know, mm-hmm. Char- Charlie and I had parked in the spot. That was, I'm like, maybe there's a better spot and we moved to get, you, you know, just Yeah, circle that. around to get the best parking spot. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> no. well, it's good that we've, we've evolved enough, Rick, that we're recognizing yeah. we're doing these things so then we can hit pause and say, this is counterproductive. Like, what are we doing? Right. And so that's how I feel like, I, you know, I hope that these kids, these personality hires are, are being given encouraging advice. Mm-hmm. But I bet if you looked on Twitter... Or, or the you can com- t- comments on TikTok mm-hmm. probably have some very visceral, hateful, yeah, ageism, right? You know, right. I mean, technically that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? It's like probably the boomers looking down their nose at the Gen Zers or exactly. whatever, whoever's doing this, mm-hmm. not getting it, right? And uh, just being so fed up with it. Yeah, it was a whole new world for me. So one I don't want to revisit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, Liz, as always, I think we covered a lot of ground today. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest? or Not today, but I'm sure next time I'll have a whole new list of things right mm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm all good with the catharsis. Yes. I'm, I'm all good. So I feel rejuvenated, refreshed. Mm-hmm. I hope you do, Scuttlebuds. Liz and I are, are ready to embark on the rest of the week. Have a good one, and we'll see you next week where we're going to talk about things that you're better off doing alone, okay? So you think about those too. Maybe we can. Maybe if we get our act together on social media, we could. I was get just something gonna going. say, hit us up on Facebook if you have any ideas of you know things you like to do alone. I'm gonna proactively do a Facebook yes. post like I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right. Okay, everybody, we'll see you later. Thanks.